Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. I also have Melissa Wallace here with me. Hello there. Hello. Doesn't sound like me, though, does it? It doesn't, and I just tried to blow into my microphone because I didn't know if it was working or not, but I think it is. (laughs) Yes, we are working. We also have Mary Baker. Hello, Baker. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Baker. Yes, and we have Ryan manning the phones with us tonight. Hello there. Hey, hey. And you know what? You were so good last week with all those impromptu questions that you asked us. So uh, tonight you'll be able to ask some other questions, too, because we have one of our favorite people uh, in Pembroke. And he is just great because he is one of our fire. Can I say firefighter? Because are you really that? Because you're like, you're so much more than that. No, I'm that, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's so much Probably more than that. Uh, yeah. So I'm the deputy chief, but I'm also <clears throat> a firefighter paramedic. Yes. He is deputy chief, fire chief, Ken McCormick. And he is with us today. And and we see him a lot on the field. I apologize, everybody. My voice is terrible, so I probably won't do as much talking tonight because I um, my allergies are brutal. Yeah. Plus, everybody we've been outside likes a little day. rasp in a voice, just as an FYI. But <laughs> here's the good news. We just found out that he is a paramedic. He is a paramedic, which means he can give medicine. So, like, if I need an inhaler, you'll be able to help me out. <laughs> we can. We can. There's a lot that we can do. Like I said, we're like a nurse in the field. Anything you get in the hospital, we I can like kind that of do. term, nurse in the field. Nurse in the field. It's like just yours. Different, different type of uh, license, that's all. Yeah, <clears throat> and I'm sure you, you'd have more comments for me prior to, before helping me out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, we see you a lot. You're obviously very good. I mean, we love, um, you know, you always answer all of our questions and you're always there to help us when, you know, our office, of course, Boston Connect Real Estate and all the other local realtors, we're responsible for well, helping our age, our clients get that final smoke cert. So we see you and bump into you a lot. And I know last year you uh, helped us put together a great function. Oh, where yeah. we climbed the ladder. I yeah. remember that. I didn't get very far. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I missed that part. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Oh, there's video. We yeah. all dressed up in, in your gear and tried to climb the ladder. We did. You guys did good. I was actually very, very surprised at how heavy 
It, it's really, it really heavy. heavy. Yeah. They have to be physically fit. You're running up and down the stairs like in Backdraft, the movie, where you have the hose, hose <laughs> over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Ken's like, oh, seriously? Yeah. Um, no, it I'm is like, heavy. I, it's about 45 pounds. All together? All, all together with the, the tank and everything. Well, I was surprised about the the weight of the helmet. <laughs> I know that that's oh, like that's a one. Oh, do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, no, I put that on, him. and I was like, wow, they must have really, really strong <laughs> necks because like, I was like, I'm getting whiplash from this thing. That's heavy. It is heavy. Yeah, yeah I know. The whole thing's heavy, but it, well, we need it. It protects us, so if we don't have it, we're yeah. probably uh-huh. going So buff up, guys. Yeah, that's right. Ninja- Why, well, you all going to join? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, there's fire women. There's fire <laughs> They're women, out. We right? have We have one of the best. Oh, that's awesome. Well, one of the things that I was so um, honored to be part of was the committee that helped um, with the application process with the new fire chief and everything. And I have to tell you, one, and I may have said this when you were on before, but one of the things I was so impressed with was... I, I just didn't know, like, we just take it for, adva- like, advantage of, like, what your job is. And, like, to hear every single one of you come through the door and it, it was, I was just, I was awed by all of you. Because I, I, I have to think, you know, I, I know, obviously, I know your wife. I know the kids. We know them from, you know, church and stuff like that. Like, the danger that you put yourself into. It's, you know, it's it's a lot. It is. I mean, it's, I mean, you don't sign up. You, you, you know, you know what's coming, or you know you're into it. Mm-hmm. You don't kind of think of it. And I know you had to help well. another uh, town recently too, because I heard that on the uh, WAT the other morning. But we all hear that music. So talking about safety and making sure everyone's safe, we want to hope and pray that everybody gets home safe tonight. How's it looking out there tonight, George? Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. And we're back. Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. This is Shara McNamara along with Melissa Wallace and Mary Baker. And these guys are going to have to help me out a little bit today. We are also very fortunate tonight to have Deputy Chief, Fire Chief Ken McCormick with us. And uh, we're, he is Fire Chief from Pembroke, actually, is what we should be saying. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit tonight about what your requirements are when you're selling your home for a smoke certificate and just basic safety and some tips and ideas and suggestions from you um, on the whole process of being safe. I had a couple other little questions as well. Uh, 781-837-4900 is the number here. If you have any questions regarding uh, fire safety or, you know, the town of Pembroke or even from a state, because it's all statewide, right? With yeah, the- so the, 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 they come different codes. So we follow a national standard, okay, which is NFPA 1, which okay. translates into the state turns it into its own CMR 1. So it's pretty equal all the way across the state in but- what you have to follow. Then doesn't each town have their own separate regulations as well? Because I know we run into that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So you mm. can. So every town, the chief in every town has the right to increase the law. He can't decrease it or make it less safe. Okay. But he can increase it, make it more safe. Mm-hmm. Or more more rules and regulations that you have to do. So the town of Pembroke requires a special thing that no one else in the state, yeah. or it's not in the state regulations, yeah. which is the detector of the dryer. Yeah, yeah, we get that one a lot. So that's one of the questions, too, is in maybe starting from the beginning, um, we can talk about the process. It usually starts with you, Melissa, when we get a house under agreement and everything. And I know you usually wait. How how long are they good for? 30 days? 60. 60 oh, days. Good for 60. Yeah, the tip, it's good for 60. 
So do you want to just talk about the process, about how we start, and then just make the appointment and all of that? Yeah, so when we have a listing that goes under agreement, we send out this great little email, <laughs> just get like reminding our clients about all the important dates um, that are in your offer, purchase and sale, all that kind of stuff. And then we also say about three weeks, um, we try to do it about three weeks before closing, um, that we're gonna be scheduling the smoke inspection. So we also send them the regulations. Um, for specifically, that town. Yeah, specifically for that town. And if we're unfamiliar with the town, I usually call the fire department and I ask if there's anything specific in that town that is like what you said um, for special Pembroke. Special bylaw. Yeah, special bylaw. Um, and also what the fee is. So mm -hmm. if for Pembroke, it's $50. Um, you can pay it when you schedule the appointment or um, you can pay it the day of the inspection. Um, typically we do it the day of inspection because mm -hmm. it's easier for our clients. But mm -hmm. um, And then we send them a reminder just in, and we try to do a walkthrough as well just to make sure all you know everything is up to code um with that specific town well, and that's one of the things i feel like we are so fortunate to ken i mean you've done such a great job <clears throat> even before you were in this position when you were just going out there and george emmanuel used to mm -hmm. do it too yep. and you know explaining to us almost like the reasons why certain things are the way they mm -hmm. are the different types of smoke detectors why they have to be there can you just give sort of a quick synopsis for people i know we have that great um we have the sheet that we give everybody you know for the town of pembroke and we always say to people too we always want to make sure it hasn't changed because yep. things do change yep. Yep. um where are you looking where do the specifics of just the smoke detectors we'll start with those so the smoke detector law for the commonwealth falls under it used to be 527-24, I think, and now it falls on the CMR 113 or Mass General Law 148-26 or 26 F and a half. Okay. Um, so if people <clears throat> wanted to find that, they could probably go on the Mass State they can. site they, yep, to they find... They go on massfire.org or yeah. the stateacademy.org where you can get that and they'll have all of that information. Very, very specific. Oh, yeah, too. I was Contact on there this morning. And we can send it yep. to you as well. Yeah, <coughs> I, I was on there this well, you, morning. Yeah, just <laughs> call me or come in and we'll call. give you the paperwork. Uh, so you can get that. So that's kind of where I ran that off from. Mm -hmm. That's the actual rules that follow. And then it, there's, it breaks it down from year of the house, building permit, mm -hmm. um, you know, Nicole's law after yeah. for CO detectives, which yeah. is a different 148, I think it's 30 or 31, which is a mass general law. So mm -hmm. they do increase them and update. And the last update, I think, was December of 2016, mm -hmm. where certain things had to be done if your house was pre-75, 1975. So. How do you handle that, though? <clears throat> so if we have a house that has, you know, the, uh, the smoke detectors are in there, and at the time it wasn't required to have them hardwired, because I know that that's the big question that people always say. Do they have to be hardwired? Do they not? I did an addition. What really <clears throat> constitutes so what happens? Rule of thumb? Yeah. If your house is hardwired currently, you can't lessen the code. Okay. It has to maintain hardwired throughout. So you can't throw batteries here and there and everywhere to make up for missing detectors. Okay. If it's hardwired, you need to keep it hardwired. Okay. If it's hardwired interconnected with battery backup, you need to keep that code. Okay. If you have a house that's pre-75 that is detectors that are just battery, not interconnected, they're not attached to anything, um, mm -hmm. then that's fine. But the new law that came out in 2016 requires those to be a sealed battery, 10-year sealed battery, that can't be changed or charged. Huh. Huh, I didn't that know was that a new one. That? That, no, that's a new one for me. Is that the is that the part where it, no detector can be older than ten years? Is Correct. That so that used mm -hmm. to be a recommendation about f four years ago, maybe in the in the 2016. They changed it where it has to be 
um, if they're over 10 year old or we believe they're over 10 mm-hmm. just by looking at them yeah we have the authority to make and change them mm-hmm. so it can get expensive I mean yeah. they're not cheap yeah. well what about the like m- what are the different types I know like so one near the bathroom one near the oh, kitchen yeah, yeah the photo electric Photoelectric and the ionization, right? Yeah, so probably 20 years ago, everybody had ionization. Yeah, okay. And they decided at some point, probably in the late 75, maybe 97 or something, that that wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So they made you get photoelectric. So if you're within 20 feet of a kitchen or a bathroom, Mm -hmm. you can't have an ionization detector. It has to be photoelectric. So what's the difference between the two? So the photoelectric um, detectors are, the the way they work, a photoelectric detector uses light to detect smoke, mm-hmm. so it's better at detecting like a uh, smoldering fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's going to pick up those particles. Everything, both detectors, are particles have to cross a beam, some type of a beam. So they pick up that, and then an ionization is uses radiated radiation, and it crosses that beam and deflects it. So it's good for free burning fires or large house fires that are, are actual showing flame. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the two. So the law, 10 years ago, you had to have both. You had to have one of each. Oh, interesting. <coughs> so now say you it don't. again. What do you need now? <coughs> now? Now you can use total photoelectric Okay. as of 2016. Yeah, because I wonder what I had. So my house was built in 1992, and I'm saying this. It says uses light to detect smoke. And <coughs> so back in 1992, the way our house used to be inside had the vaulted ceiling. And I've had the Pembroke Fire Department to my house a couple times. Um, (laughs) We love coming. Not always about smoke smoke (laughs) detectors. So, but what happened was I was sterilizing bottles and we had the finished basement and Mark had, you know, the office was there. So I was home with the babies and Mackenzie literally may have been, I don't even know, like a month old. And I remember she was actually sleeping and I looked over at her bassinet and I was like, I'm going to take her downstairs with me. So I brought her downstairs with me and Casey while I was doing some book work. And I was actually on the phone with somebody and... I literally, I just completely forgot about, I was sterilizing bottles. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why they call it an accident. Yep. You know what I mean? So I just completely got sidetracked. And next thing I hear are the fire alarms. And I ran upstairs and there was so much smoke and it was white, white, thick smoke. It must've been the plastic in the <coughs> bottles and yep. the nipples. Yep. <clears throat> Cause we used to have to boil uh, baby bottles, to you guys? Sterilize. <laughs> <laughs> to sterilize the baby bottles. Now okay. we have a dishwasher. Yeah, or like the can disposable put, things. Can you put baby bottles yeah. in a dishwasher? Well, I had a dishwasher then. I mean, oh, it wasn't in 1942. Now they have like the machines. Yeah, right? they have machines oh, that you can throw in the machines. microwave, all this other stuff. Okay. But don't give me it, a challenge. there was no <laughs> smoke detector in my um, kitchen. So it had to go, the smoke had to travel all the way through my kitchen into like the little dining area, then up. And the smoke detector was up in the vaulted ceiling, Mm -hmm. all the way in the second floor. So it took all that time. And I remember coming upstairs and all I could see was the shadow of the bassinet. And she would have suffocated and died, no doubt, because there was that much smoke Smoke. Mm. and fire. And then what did I do? I went downstairs, I grabbed the kids, I run out the bulkhead and I called Mark. I was like, oh my God, like the whole house is on fire, like the whole kitchen cabinet's in, like you can't see. He goes, did you call the fire department? I was like, oh, I'll, I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> Let me call them now. That's a, that's a mistake that happens a lot, to be but, honest with you. But you know what? I just think that that's why, like you're trained, and I said this to you once before, in this process, if if anybody, if I ever got in an accident, because you guys just don't do fires. You're showing up to car accidents. You're showing yep. that. I'm telling you right now, like your calmness of, you know, I like to say like one pulse short of mm-hmm. being flatlined. You sort of have to be under control. You do. 
Someone just, has to be, but you have to be you have to be uh, smooth with not it. me. You have to be smooth with it, or then it's just <laughs> total chaos, and yeah. no one gets anything accomplished. Well, if I was ever in that type of an accident, I would like to open my eyes, and if you were there, I would feel calmer. Like, mm-hmm. I would be like, into it, and I think that goes for all firefighters, too. I mean, I remember one time, you know, being at uh, Social Medical in Kingston, and they ended up taking me to the hospital from there, and the firefighters in Duxbury came, and they were so great. Yeah. I mean, they were yeah. so, <clears throat> so comforting. That isn't their job to comfort me because I was scared, you know, but they were really, really good. I think there's a lot of really good bedside. I We obviously have a lot of experience with different um, fire departments across a lot of towns. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I'm not going to call anybody grouchy or anything like that, but I think there's a lot of really good bedside manner and everybody wants to see... Everybody just wants to kind of like do their job. They're not there to give you a hard time. So sometimes I know it's frustrating when we go out and um, smokes, <coughs> smoke certificates or smoke um, inspections do fail, but they're failing for a reason. Yeah. And it's ultimately to protect the, your buyer coming in um, and to protect the house. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me that yeah. the regulations are as tough as they are. And like Nicole's law, you mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. um, that's in place for a reason because obviously there was an accident that happened, mm-hmm. which um, probably happened to more than one person. But that ha- Since then, probably before then, we yeah. had a couple yeah. in this town and then yeah. after, plenty around. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's <coughs> important. And, and my name goes on the certificate. Yeah, it's in true. The end. So I'm not going to sign something that I know isn't right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then lose a 30 year career over it. So it's just yeah, not yeah. But this mm-hmm. you can you can reach people easily. You just got to that's what it is. You just got to change it. You don't have to be hot about it. Yeah. Well, mean. I also think it's your approach. Even like listen <clears throat> to you right now. Like you're very calming about saying, "Hey guys, this is what has to happen." Like you mm-hmm. need the numbers on the front of the house for a reason. I right. actually have a question for you about that. Not actually, with one of ours, <laughs> well, visible from the street. <laughs> visible from the street but like the front of the house you can't see from the street so can they put it on like anything that's the most visible so yeah so the law is it has to be on the home and it can't be on the door it can't be on the stairs what about stairs so you can put it on the stairs the trim work yeah you know, if you can't see your house from that side of the street but you can see the a trim board on the side yeah. of the garage you can put it on there okay yeah. we like it on the are front of the house, the house but there are there are yeah. there are a whole bunch of leeway things that we can do yeah. as the authorities have in jurisdiction that allow that but the law is you have to have it on the house but, and that's <clears throat> one of the things because oh, we have a new listing coming up on Ridge Ave actually in Pembroke and when I went to the property I ended up driving by the house all the way to the end because the GPS is all messed up with this this house and it was the first thing I said to them when I got there because I went up the driveway and then the front of the house is weirdly on the opposite side you can't not see it from you the street you pull into the driveway and you see the back of the house yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I said to them, you know, I just want to let you know, like, one of the things that you have to put on your list of things to do is you need numbers on, on the house. And they have to be visible from the street. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, uh, that's not the front of the house. And I was like, I know, but the fire department <laughs> will see it from the street. <laughs> so. And if you can, and we in Pembroke use a rule that if it's greater than 50 feet off the street and you can't see the numbers, you have to put a 4 by 4 post at the end of the driveway. Oh, really? Oh. I didn't know that. Did you yeah. know that? No, I didn't know that. So, again, well, that's a town thing. mailbox. So does mailbox count? So they... It depends. It would be it would be the inspector's approval per mm-hmm. se. You know, if your mailbox is in good shape and Discretion. you, you know, and you have a, you have yeah. one that's granite and it's got the number in it. Absolutely, but mailboxes get taken down every winter. True. Yeah, so I have taken down a mailbox. <laughs> right. Well, just driving. <laughs> My so, name is listening. So, so we like to we, we like to see that. them. We like to see it pretty sturdy. You know, a tree yeah. of rock. But so we just have to sink a four by four post four feet high with the numbers on it. So I know that we as real estate agents, um, we we do, we help our clients do this process because they're selling the house. So obviously we want the house to be safe. And we have some very, very funny stories and not so funny stories about that whole process. But 
What about just, you know, people who are home and they just want to, you know, it's been five, ten years or whatever, 20, some people have been in their house 20 years and just haven't done anything. Can they, call, is that a service that you would do? Yeah, I mean, given time, sure. Yeah. I, if anybody called and I was in the office and they want us to, I would come down and do a walkthrough. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's like yeah. when we go to a call and I mm-hmm. don't show up. Yeah. It's, I'm not showing up because I don't want to. I'm not showing up because we got something yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if anybody called and needed to walk through, want to come down and take one of our sheets, if you wanted those at yeah. the station, I mean, at, at the office, mm-hmm. you could give those out. Yep. Yeah, it's not just for a resale or a transfer. Yeah. It's for anybody that anybody. wants to upgrade. Yeah. And I know we have had you walk through quite a few properties of ours because, I mean, we see this every every day, but... We get stumped. I get stumped a lot, and I'm like, "Do I really need one here? Do right. I? What do I need?" Um, especially with vaulted ceilings, that one always kind of seems to seems vaulted, to get me. Big houses, farmhouses yeah. are tough. Farmhouses are brutal. Oh yeah, like with an antique. And we've got a lot of them in this town. Yeah, a lot of old farmhouse timber type of oh, type. Oh yeah, of we have one coming up. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. those so I'll do a walkthrough because <laughs> Mary like, will be going mm. to that one. Mary will be doing that. You one. You could yeah. end up putting fifty detectives at a farmhouse when you really don't need fifty. But yeah. Just because of how choppy it is. Yeah, chopped up, small, crawl spaces, everything has a door. So what about attics? I remember when George was there, this was a sort of a... I remember it being sort of controversial at some point because he wanted one there and then somebody else didn't want one there. this is a question that I've gotten a lot. Attics and garages. Yeah. So the... We'll start with the attic. So the attic back Mm -hmm. in Deputy Emanuel's time (laughs) was... was wonderful. Great guy. (laughs) Yeah. Was the town on a resale. Mm -hmm. Not new. A town and a resale requires one in a pull-down or a walk-up. So mm-hmm. if you have walk-up stairs or a pull-down attic, scuttle, you have to have it. If it's just a scuttle hole you got to climb through, you don't have to have one. Okay. The electrical code doesn't require one up there because it's a nuisance. It will lose its battery power and chirp 24 hours a day, uh, seven yeah. days a week. So the, the law has now changed that you only have to have one if there's a heating unit. Oh. In it. Okay. That's then you'll have to put okay. one up wherever there's a heating unit. Well, yeah, I remember we specifically had a listing um, over on School Street at one point and it had a walk-up attic. And we had to have it with the whole entire house was hardwired. So we had to have a hardwired detector put up in the attic per the fire code. But then they had to pull, because it was being hardwired, they had to pull a permit for the electrical permit. And then the electrical inspector did not want. Right. Maybe um, take it down. Yeah. yeah. I will give you my take on it. I understand the electrical part of it. Whether you have a heating unit or not, you have electrical wires running through it. Yeah. yeah. I've gone to two or three houses that were hit, struck by lightning. Oh, yeah. Wow. In the attic, and that's where the fire started. Yeah. <coughs> if you never had a things? detector up there, you wouldn't know until your neighbor called you and told you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so here's another I would put thing, one up there regardless. Yeah, yeah, well, here's the thing, too. Think about, like, the attic is where you put all your junk. Yep. Right? So, oh, yeah. like, if something's going to happen up there, it's... It's does got your a light switch. It's got electrical wires running through it. You know, so uh-huh. just because it doesn't have a heater up there doesn't mean it's not an important spot. And, too, I know up in my attic, we had some critters up there. So, they're biting wires and doing yeah. things like that. So, I mean, that definitely could yeah. cause something. Hmm. Or if somebody puts the light on, I think of that all the time. And, and it burns it, and out. Shut it off. And don't shut it off. Yeah. I feel that. I think about that all the time because we had a lot of junk up there. Yeah. And, yeah, and electrical fires are... are or, I don't know the number, but they're a pretty big cause of what fires are, you know, hmm. especially you, especially in Christmas. Yeah, you know, so just leaving a light on twenty four hours a day, five days straight, that could that could do something. Yeah. But the law is, if it's not heated, 
you don't need anything up there. So you're saying heating, but like, what about like us? We have um, we we recently did air conditioning. I mean, that's like a system yeah, that I runs off put, of electricity. I would put it up there. All right, Mark McNamara, there. if you're listening, yeah. could you just please check the attic? How do you do check the attic? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara and Mary Baker, Melissa Wallace. Oh, I did the Baker thing again. Baker, the Dorchester Baker, Baker. in me is just coming out. We also have Deputy Fire Chief Ken McCormick with us tonight too. Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. If you have any questions for um, Deputy Chief, please call us. And um, yeah, can we just keep on going? Can I go through my breaks? Yeah. All right. I'm allowed to do that, right? Are you guys no good commercials? With that? Yeah, no commercials. We're good. Okay. Yeah, commercial free. Yeah, we're, we're commercial free. <clears throat> we're just going to keep on going. We're like Netflix. No, yeah. Like <laughs> we're Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and then the, your, in the garage. The garage is yeah. heat. You have to have the a heat, heat detector detected. in the garage. Used to be two, one on each side of the beam. That's changed. It's just one as long as you can't work more than. Oh, that's changed. That's a good feet. one. I, I feel like I'm out of the loop right now. I used to know this stuff. You did. You're well, like, you gotta, where you have I been? Smoke inspections. It changed in 2016. That means 16. you haven't been paying attention for two years. <laughs> what? I don't know. I haven't been <clears throat> failing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. But um, okay, so we have the um, the attic space that we just talked about, and we talked about the garage. What about the basement? What's res- what are we responsible for <clears throat> in the basement? So if your basement wide open mm-hmm. it's just like a regular storage basement no walls or anything yeah. just one at the bottom of the stairs okay but you don't need one directly over the heating system or anything No, nope, because like if it's that. wide open and you can't walk more than 30 feet yeah then you're fine okay. will, you know it's a combo so you need both okay every habitable floor needs to have a CO detector mm-hmm. yeah yeah I was gonna ask you that so that's that's an open for interpretation type of a thing mm-hmm. I just make everybody put a combo on every floor. Why wouldn't uh, they? Yeah. Well, just, because the I law says you reasonable. don't have to. So some people well, take the law to what it's 110 percent of what it is. A combo versus just a hardwired smoke really is not that much more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm more terrified of carbon monoxide than I am of yeah. smoke yeah. inhalation. <laughs> Me too. And that's one of the questions I want to ask. But we we do have a caller because when we come back to I just after we talked to Tom from Kingston. But I want to. If you have hardwired smoke detectors, do you have to have hardwired carbon monoxide? Like, do they have to be the duo? Well, can I do like a depends on, depends on when the house was built in under what building the International Building Code. So okay. I believe in 2016, maybe even earlier, they have to be if it's a new home. Yeah, the combos have to be hardwired within the same system. Okay, and do they have to talk or something? So they do. So they if it's a combination unit, it has to be. Two tones it has to be verbal and audible so that you can tell the difference between a fire or a seal. Okay. Do I get to pick if she has like an English yeah. accent if it or allows has a male? You to knock yourself <laughs> off. To whatever you want. We yeah. should like <laughs> go into that. the business of doing that. Yeah. Just record oh, just, a bunch of different things. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, we have a caller. We have Tom from Kingston. Hello, Tom. How are you? Good. I'm glad I caught your show. Kind of yes. late, but I figured. Better late than never. Yes, well, I'm really glad, and I did get your message the other day on. I don't yes. know why you needed my address, but I gave I it to you. I got something I want to send you because one of the shows you did when you were on Saturday morning about bugs. Oh yeah, yeah. And you was talking about the bugs there in your sink. Oh yeah, and yeah. And you said you're gonna have Mark take care of that. Yep. I was going through one of Dad's old uh, handyman whatever magazine. Yeah. And they were talking about that, so I want to send you the article. Oh, oh great. Well, we did get rid of them, of by the way. Mark watched them. But speaking of fire. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> well, he's he's, li- my eyes <laughs> he's a licensed plumber. So, Tom, did you have a question for us? Again, yeah, I don't know if you heard me of Deputy Fire Chief here. I'm hoping you can answer my question. What's your first name again? Uh, Ken. This is Tom, by the way. How you doing, Tom? <laughs> Good, sir. Uh, I have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I was just looking at it this week, and I noticed it's been discharged. Mm-hmm. And it's about 24 inches tall. It's an ABC fire extinguisher. Yep. And it shows discharge on the gauge. Okay. Is there some place in the Kingston or 
vicinity area that I can call to get it checked out to see if I can get it recharged. Did you buy it at like a Lowe's or Home Depot or something? I don't remember where I got it from. So if you bought it at a Lowe's or Home Depot and it's one of the, it's it, you can, I believe you can get most of them recharged. There's companies in um, Rockland, ABC Equipment and um, Alliance um, Equipment in Rockland and Marshfield that could probably look at it. Where's the one in Marshfield? I believe it's on off of 3A maybe. Uh, I think it's called. I think it's called ABC equipment. Yeah, Melissa is okay. googling it for um, you right now, Tom. If it's one you bought at Lowe's or Home Depot, that's that's you know a smaller one and it's been just charged. Because it says Mirror A M E R E X extinguisher. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not familiar like with the brands. Brand. How yeah. old is it? It's got to be at least eight years old. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if it's discharged and it's been in that type of condition, I would probably get rid of it and get yourself another one. Yeah, ABCs they're pretty cheap uh, to buy. Um, mm. And cheap doesn't mean it's still good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any, any. You know what I'm saying? As far as sometimes you get something cheap. Yeah, and yeah like no, no. I don't think the they they put a cheap fire extinguisher out on the market. That that probably wouldn't Hopefully be a good not. idea. That, as long as you you're going to get it for what you had. If it's ABC, just get another ABC so it does uh, combustibles, uh, fires, and electric energized electrical. And, and you think it's okay to get them from the big box stores? Yep, I, that's that's where we have. Many companies in town get them that have to do their inspection. If they don't want to hire a company to come do it, you just send them to a box store. I like to have one close by near the kitchen. Not want it in the kitchen, but near the kitchen in case something ever happens. Good idea. Not mandatory, but good idea. Can you use yeah. them on everything, like a grease fire? Like, you know, you can't Depends add water on, to that's that. That's why you have ABCD extinguishers. You have to uh, make sure that it's yeah. well, I don't know. That's why you're for, here to teach me. <laughs> yeah, so you can't use every single thing on an electrical fire. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you'll get electrocuted. You can't use oh. it on a grease fire because it won't put it out. It won't blanket it. Okay. So they make an ABC extinguisher that covers a good majority of the Everything. fires you'd run into a house. Okay. That's the main reason why I got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would, my advice is not to play. You play once and run and then yeah. call us. Don't try to sit around and put it out on your own. But no. they're good to have for, you know, if something fell in the trash or something to that. So ABC would work on ordinary combustibles, uh, which, you know, paper trash, anything. Energize electrical, but you got to shut the power off. Oh. Yep. So de-energize it. So just shut the power off, and then you can put any fire out. You can use an A extinguisher on it. I got to tell you, if I had, like, something electrical going on, I'd be afraid to touch the breaker. I would just leave the house. Well, there you go. Then call Like, us. that's it. Well, I'd call Mark first. So, yes, yeah, that's what I would do, Tom. I would just get another one. I would just yeah. go to Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that, find the one that's pretty compatible, and just pick another one up, and you should be good to go. Yeah, this one's saying is does uh, liquids... Electrical and wood paper. Yeah, so the A rack. is the paper, the B is the the f- f- fluids, Liquid. and then, you know, flammable gases, and then the C is the... Crash um, electrical. Yeah, and then the C is the electrical energized. And this is stand back 10 feet. Yep. Aim yep. for the base of the fire. Yep, and pass, <laughs> P-A-S-S. Well, stand back. Can and I? my wife would say, just run. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, gonna, uh, what is your wife saying about this? Because honestly, like, it just took you a little while to read the directions, and I'd be like, all right, so is it paper or is it electrical? Is it, like, what am I doing right now? 10 feet? Well, I told her how it's do good I for everything. And, you know, we like to do it probably about once every six months to a year. Yep. Just to check the equipment and the smoke detector and everything else. And I live in a mobile home. I don't know if I need, do I need a um, carbon monoxide for that? Yep. Yeah. You, you should have a carbon monoxide in any place, unless it's all electric. You don't need a car. The law requires you not to have a carbon if you have everything that's electric. You're not all electric, Tom, right? No, I got natural gas, but yep. the furnace is on the outside of the building. Doesn't matter. Anything that has fossil fuel burning equipment or ever will have it, and potentially you 
think mm-hmm. it might you have to have a CO detector in it. And, yeah. and Tom, on yours too, do you have like a bedroom on one side and another bedroom on the other side? Both on the same side. They're both on the same side, so those have to be the within 10 feet of each Correct. of the bedrooms. The CO detector has to be within 10 feet of any bedroom, not in it, but within 10 feet of the bedroom door. And Melissa does have that address in Marshfield for oh. you. Yes. I'll take it. Thank it's you. 844 Main Street. 844 Main Street. What's the name of the company? Um, I'm sorry, I just asked out. Um, ABC Equipment. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a reputable company. <laughs> yeah, they've been around they for a while. Lion, I'm really not supposed to give names out, but yeah. right. I was going to say, are we allowed to do that? that uh, probably not. But yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's one done. of the local ones, but there's many more that <laughs> oh, you, you can Google. Lowe's and yeah. Home Depot. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, I think I hit them all. Yeah. 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 So you get some. Well, thanks for calling, Tom. It's yeah, nice to hear you. from you. Yeah, and I'll send that little thing out to you. Oh, thank you. And congratulations on your little trip. Oh, thank you. And yes. And just quickly, I, I I had a laugh when you showed me what you had for dinner. You get this huge dinner plate. And then you get, like, three uh, leaves of, uh, I don't know, lettuce or something like that and three carrot sticks, and you call that a meal? Yes. And they drizzle something on it. It's like yeah. you have a hot fudge sundae, the ice cream, and then you drizzle <laughs> chocolate on the side. That was my caprese salad. What are you talking about? I think those were tomatoes, weren't they? Whatever they the were. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Mm, it was so good. Mm, yum. <laughs> yeah, you could see that expression. <laughs> I hope you guys had a great time. Yes, it was awesome. It was really, really good. Best way to turn 50 was certainly to be in Italy for sure. So so thanks Park for tuning in. Dorchester. Yeah. <laughs> well, this girl from Dorchester <laughs> never thought that she would be in Europe, by the way. So to be there for two weeks was quite um, a blessing, and I'm so grateful for it. My idea of Italian food is like going down to the North End to Mike's Pizza. Uh, <clears throat> well, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you. Exactly. Any, anyway, you land on Hanover Street is good in my eyes. So You got it. All, All right. right looks like, talk to you guys later. Great show as usual. Thank so you. so much. Thanks. Tell Patsy right, I said bye-bye. hello. And now we have Richard from Pembroke. Hello, Richard. Oh, Richard. <clears throat> I think we just lost Richard. So, Richard, if you want to call back, um, Ryan <clears throat> is here to get your phone call. I'm choking here. You, you are. Yeah. Are you I okay? You, I think yeah. you need some water. water. Yeah. I do. Right, quick. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that he's calling right now. Oh, he's calling back? Okay. Well, quick, um, since we're talking about regulations and and the types of different detectors, we're moving it, and you and I had spoken about this a little bit earlier today, we're moving into this era of everything being Wi-Fi. So the Nest system, and I came up across this um, just recently, actually, for the very first time, and I had never heard of it before, but Nest is now producing smoke and carbon monoxide wireless detectors. So those don't technically pass. And I think we actually got Richard back. Or we got no, Beth. we got Beth. We have Beth. Hi, Beth. Beth from Pembroke. Hi, well, Beth. Yes, hi, thanks for taking my call. I just have a quick question about a uh, fireplace having a liner. Um, we currently have a fireplace we've never used. And I'm, I'm just curious about the liner. Is it, you can tell me something about them. Is it the cast flue or is it like a stainless steel liner? It's the cast. Yeah, so I'm going to... Well, no, we don't have a liner. I'm wondering about getting a liner or what is, you know... Yeah, so I think it's a great idea, but you're going to find this odd. The fire department has nothing to do with chimneys or wood-burning stoves. So, but I think you can get a, a liner put in if you haven't used it in a while. I believe you can get a stainless steel mm-hmm. liner six or eight inches. A company will come out and do that, yep. and that's pretty safe. Oh, okay. And they have Thank to do you. that. <clears throat> yeah. Beth, I believe you have to do that permitting process. I see that you're in Pembroke, so that would be through the uh, building department. Correct. Correct. Yep. <clears throat> so, oh, okay. 
If you go to the building department, you can talk to Tracy Grady. Um, She is the um, uh, person who's going to be able to help you there and let you know about the permits. She's also one of our agents at Boston Connect. So she's super, super helpful, and she'll be able to do that for you. All right. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome. And we have Richard back. Richard, are you there? Uh, Yes, I am. Hi, Richard. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. Great. And I'll be even nicer if you uh, answer my question. Oh, okay. Well, we'll try. <laughs> okay. Uh, to my, the best of my knowledge, carbon monoxide is heavier than smoke. So is it, is, would it be correct to say that you want your carbon monoxide as low to the floor as possible? Um, yes. Yeah, so this is hard to, this is hard <laughs> to hard. tell you. It's so, hard to... You are 100% correct that the carbon monoxide inside of the plug-in ones that are low to the ground yeah. are, are how they used to come, or you'd put them as low as you could to the wall. Yeah. With a combination unit, you can't because it has to be put on the ceiling. Yes. So um, I, I think we're going to go with if you have carbon in your house and it reaches the 35, 70 parts per million, where yeah. I believe they go off at 35 parts per million. If it goes off, you're at 35 to 70, and yeah. we're going to get... We're going to get called. We're going to come. We're going to investigate, find that out. But I don't think much is going to happen to you. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, why they go off so early. Yeah. Uh, in my situation, I have uh, separate. I have the, the smoke detectors on the ceilings. Mm-hmm. And then the carbon monoxide, I have them about uh, four feet off. But then I was thinking, um, carbon monoxide is, is, is uh, a deadly gas that clings to the floor. So by the time the carbon monoxide got up to where I have my detector right now, we'd already be dead sleeping in bed. But I think that... Uh, yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that a little bit if you had one. I'm yeah. not yeah. saying that you wouldn't be sick, but right. I think it goes off so low. The, the parts per million part of it is so low yeah. that when it goes off, the whole house doesn't have 30, just probably the room that it was in would yep. have a high concentration. Right. But the detector goes off at 35 parts, 45 parts per million. Oh, okay. So you would be sick without yep. question, but I don't believe that you would perish. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's the good thing, too, though, is it seems, you know, you could have them lower. You know what I mean? Just have a plug one if that makes you feel more secure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'll tell you why I like them lower is yeah. because when you call for an alarm going off, if I ask you where it's going off, you say it's going off on the outlet, I know it's a CO problem because our response is totally different for a CO poison and in a fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you could tell me that's the one that's going off in the outlet on the wall, I'm going to bring an engine and an ambulance. Yeah. Right. So the combination one doesn't really, t- that's why it has to have an audible voice detection to tell you the difference yeah. because we'd be coming with sometimes maybe the wrong oh, yeah. apparatus. apparatus. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't disagree with what you said. I just think they're, they're so sensitive you have to have one or you will yeah. perish. Yeah. yeah. Without question. But I think if you have one in the house, it's it the the set off level for it is so low that you you could get sick and you'd have to go to the hospital, but I don't think you would perish from it. Okay. That's that's what I was wondering. Yep. Because like I say, I put them about uh, four feet off the floor. Because it's it they they're both individuals, you yep. know. And then I'm thinking afterwards, well, I know carbon monoxide clings lower to the ground, and I would want it to go off before it got to a dangerous level. Right, and that's why the law requires them 10 feet within the bedroom, but not in the bedroom, because it would be too late. Oh, is that why? That makes sense. If it goes off when it's in your bedroom, then it's too late. It's already infected you, so it's why it's outside the bedroom. Right. And same thing with a a furnace room downstairs. You have to have one within that room. 
Right. So it doesn't leach out into the room outside. Is that right. where the common monoxide is mostly coming from? Is common monoxide? So like with me having the AC upstairs, I don't have to worry like the condenser upstairs. So the like, AC is not going to, it's it fossil fuel burning equipment. Okay. So it's a, right. carbon is a, is a product of burnt so like fuel the, the heating system. Right. The okay. leftover processes of fuel burning. Okay. It's that, that's what carbon monoxide will give you. Yeah, so that would make sense. I mean, um, Richard, what type of home do you have? Do you have like uh, a Cape or Colonial? No, a ranch? raised ranch. A raised ranch. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> that's the other thing too with those raised ranches because they generally don't, a lot of them don't have the doors at the bottom. Yeah, and they yeah. have a living area in, in right. the yeah. lower level yeah. where yeah. the heating system that is. Well, that's why the law right requires there. a smoke detector at the head and the foot of every stairway. Right. Which okay. Other than a bedroom, if I have a smoke detector, I'm probably going to have a CO next to it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because the law requires an attached garage or a garage under, you have to have one within 10 feet of that door. Yeah. Oh, on an, a, uh, a freestanding garage, you're not uh, compelled to have a smoke detector? And a, and a garage that's not attached yeah. to your house, you're not compelled yes. to do anything fire-related. Oh, really? As long as okay. no one lives in it, it's and not occupied no by the system. general public well, and has no... Well, if it was a heated garage, you might other need to Other than the something. bugs. Yeah, other than that. But yeah. if it's attached or a garage yeah. under, then right. it falls under the preview of the, of the mass law, the oh, you know, okay. smoke detector law. You've answered all my questions then. Well, and hopefully I, thank I was you. able to help. You were. All right. Okay, Thanks, have a good evening. Richard. Right, hey, Richard, too. don't you agree we're so lucky to have him as our deputy chief? Positively. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are very, very lucky. So thank you for calling in tonight. I really appreciate your call. Thank you. All right, have a good day. Okay, so that was Richard from Pembroke, and he had a very good question. I mean, because this does get very confusing, but it's so serious. And I know that this, um, the Nicole's Law, I actually remember when that happened. That was in Plymouth, right? The, yeah, so it was a seven-year-old Nicole Garofalo, I believe, 2005? Yeah. Maybe? And the snow um, got too high, Yeah, right? and so the drifts got up against the vent, blocked the seal from coming out, backed mm -hmm. up into the house, and she, par you know, she passed yeah. away. So and she ended up getting the law after that. We've, like I said, we've, I can't give you the specifics because I don't know them, mm -hmm. but we've lost a couple, few people in Pembroke due to the really? same thing. Um, and so this law came out, which is a great law. Yeah. But it is confusing. Well, and <clears throat> I think sometimes when we're selling houses, like the whole process can be so confusing. And that's why we would rather do it ourselves, <clears throat> you know, yeah. so we know that it's being done. And it's something like a service that we offer our clients because it's one less thing you have to think about. Because at the end of the day, it's like, what do you mean? Like, I have to put numbers on the outside of the house and all these mm -hmm. other things. It gets confusing for them, but it is for the safety of the next person. Mm -hmm. And I do remember one of our clients one time saying, well, after I have the smoke certificate, can I take those carbon monoxides were expensive? Can I take them with me? <laughs> that happened to me a couple no. weeks ago. Someone really? Took Someone took them? No. Yeah. I said, where are the carbon? She goes, I took them with me. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. no they have to go back no. to where they belong. We'll get them out of the box and put them back in. No. But, I mean, I, th I think it just is... You know, ninety percent of the people just don't know. They're just yeah, not just ignorant. Education. To, they're just it's education, and and you know, not everybody sell. You know, hopefully you sell one house or two houses in your lifetime because the mm -hmm. process is terrible. Yeah, uh, just um, moving and everything. We make it really fun. It is not terrible. Um, we make it really awesome. I know you guys do, but moving in itself is is no fun. Um, but they just don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So one of the things when Tom called about the the fire fire extinguisher, how do you say extinguisher? Extinguisher. I wrote distinguisher. It's X. Okay. Yeah. But all I could think of is like honestly, by the time I took that out, it's like mace. That's why I don't carry mace. People are like when you do open houses, you should have so mace. Uh, I I be, by the time I get the mace out, they're using it on me. You know I'm what I mean? Terrified like, of helium. I can't pressurize anything. Pressurized is very scary to me. Yeah, it's very, I, I know. They're, they're easy to use. It's just they're not required. They're not a requirement. That so not everybody has like them in their home. I think I, it's a great idea. Yeah. But 
They're not. They're not I probably like the little should. Baby ones that you put yeah. underneath your fridge. Well, when I, I moved mean, Mackenzie into her new place down in South Carolina, underneath the sink, they did have one. So. Really? I think, oh, yeah. and how? Yeah, dorms are required. I think they have them. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. In, in apartment buildings, yeah. don't they have the apartment them? buildings? The anything hallways. over three stories has to, you know, mm-hmm. there's laws that go with that. Not my yeah. So I can't believe it. We only have two minutes left. So oh, yeah. um, I know I can't even. I really cannot believe it. We had so much to talk about today, but I know Mary, you were talking about the wireless systems. We just don't have time to yep. really get into it. But um, quickly, can you talk about the Nest thing? Oh uh, yeah. So you can you can put them in your home. Yeah. But they don't take the place of. Smoked. You can't have a complete wireless system in the Commonwealth yet. It's not legal. Okay, and that makes sense because right. if you and lose electricity, that's not going to work. So yeah, they are good. They have down. a purpose, in, you know, in construction and remodeling where you can't get hardwired to a certain spot. Yeah. But one of them has to be tied into the system. Yeah. And if they're not, the system can't overtake. Yeah. A true fire alarm system in a house for inspection. I don't know why I was just thinking of this, but one time when we were away, I think one of our fire alarms was going off, and I think you might have had to come did, and I see my mother. <laughs> my mother's there with them. She's like, he's so nice. I go, I know, I know. Um, how can people get in touch with you at the fire department other than dialing 911, right? 781 <clears throat> 293-2300. It's a business line. Just ask for the deputy chief. I mean, anybody there can help you. Yeah. yeah. Anybody. Everybody's I mean, super, everybody super friendly. Everybody does the same thing. Everybody has the same training. <laughs> and you have the best secretary there, so we Chris do. Frazier. We yep, do she have is an awesome, awesome, secretary. awesome, awesome. So, um, again, thank you for our listeners for listening to us. Um, you can get all this information and more. We'll make sure to put something on bostonconnect.com. I'm sorry our time went by so quickly, but we have a lot of uh, tips and everything here. One quick tip, too, is... Um, when you set the clocks back to change the batteries, is that still a thing? Yep. All right. Well, we got to go. Thank thank you so much for listening. BostonConnect.com. Have a great night, everybody.